really know what I'm doing yet, but I just see people doing this a lot. Pokemon Go. It's pretty crazy, isn't it, how that thing has took, taken off. The company valuation went up $9 billion in one week. I mean, it's just amazing when something like that happens and, you know, you're just like, ah, why didn't I think of that, you know? Um, however, what's cool about Parkview and our staff is that I was off in California at a conference you know, helping younger pastors while this is all blowing up. And they decided, our staff decided, you know what, this might be an opportunity to, to get people on our campus. And uh, then CBS News Chicago found out about it, did a little interview. So in case you haven't seen it, watch this. We just, I, I think it's fun because they, they were engaged in culture right away, made it happen. Um, and uh, speaking of engaging in culture, I mean, it's like, I just feel like if you haven't heard the news, there's another shooting this morning in Baton Rouge, three officers are dead, and, um, uh, you know, I mean, you just, you know, on top of Turkey, on top of France, on top of all the other things that have gone on, can we just take a second and pray? God, I just, uh, I want to come to you right now, and, and um, you, you, we just want to, we keep, we keep thinking, you know, those people, what, you know, what, why are those people doing this, why, whoever it is, I mean, it's just like it's them and not us, and and, and, and we believe that you're in charge of the world, but uh, you told us if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will heal their land. And so all we can do right now is humble ourselves and seek your face, and we're praying right now for you to heal our land. We're going to be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. We're going to love. Um, we're going to use... Pokemon to reach young people if we need to. We're going to love you and, and love our neighbors, ourselves. We're going to do everything we can do. We're going to continue to bridge across the racial divide. We're going we're to continue to try to, to support other people that need us along the way and to love them and, and to not sit back in our, in our chairs and, and judge somebody else, no matter who it is. We're, we're going to love but right now we humble ourselves and we pray and we seek your face. And we ask these things in your name. Amen. Um, pastor Sean Mixon is our missions pastor here. And he's been here 20 years as of last week. Would you welcome him out and let's just congratulate him. All right. Yeah, come this way. <laughs> Sean and Tarn. Okay, this, I mean, like back in the day, 20 years, he was our student ministry pastor, helped raise my kids, did one of my kids' weddings. You know, I walked her down the aisle and he was standing up front. I and mean, we've been together. Our, our phone numbers are two numbers apart because back in the day it was just me and Sean and Lonnie. That was, you know, basically it. And, uh, you know, back with those Nextel chirpy phones that I hated so much. Um, that's how long we've been working together, how much we've been. His daughter was in six months old, the oldest daughter, and now, you know, whole family full of uh, females and off to college and all that kind of stuff. This is the kind of thing that ought to happen, and it happens in your lives out there, but it doesn't happen in churches very often. So we just wanted, and, and now he got too old to do youth ministry, you know, so he's doing, uh, he's doing missions ministry. And um, uh, I got too old at 28, so don't judge. Uh, it's hard to stay up all night with junior high kids, you know. He's doing our missions ministry and leads uh, a lot of our trips and is the one that's orchestrated everything we're doing in Malawi and uh, couldn't be prouder. It's fun to see, a, you know, a guy come through your system and be able to continue to, to, to contribute and to do those things. And 20 years is a long time. So um, can we just pray for him one more time? And uh, I want to do that. Lord, I pray for Tarn. I pray for Sean. I thank you for their girls. I, I want to pray that you'll be with 
um, our Malawi project and the stuff we're doing in Kenya and in the Dominican and, and in South America and all over the world, Lord, um, largely because I can toss the ball to this guy and he's a great running back and I just thank you for him. Be with him. Give us another 20 years together. Well, maybe not me, but give him 20 more years together. Thank you for what you do in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One more time for my buddy Sean. Thank you. I love you, man. Thank you very much. So, uh, I'm a really, I mean, I, you, just don't, you don't have pastors stay at churches 20 years, period, let alone staff full of people that were able to work together. Uh, that's that, just a testament to the glory of God and how good you guys are to work with. So, we're doing uh, hashtag wisdom this summer. Um, Going through the book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs is, is wisdom literature from Solomon, and, who was the wisest man in the world because he asked God for wisdom, which is something I'm doing a lot more of these days, and um, some other people just telling us how to live. And we all know what Proverbs are, right? You know, I mean, you got, you got Proverbs that, you know, a penny saved is a penny earned or whatever. I mean, it's just a wise saying, okay? So a first grade teacher gave her kids, her first graders, six-year-olds, a, a, a list of Proverbs. These aren't biblical Proverbs. These are just wise sayings and uh, didn't fill in the end of the blank and they you know they're six they don't know how they're supposed to go so here's how they filled them in you can't teach an old dog you can say the answer new tricks and I'm I'm finding that out but they said math new math I mean who gets new math right a penny saved is not much Right, we throw it in the little dish at you know at at the gas station. I mean, who cares? Oh, I got a penny there. I don't want it anymore. Laugh and the whole world laughs with you. Cry and you cry alone. No, cry and you have to blow your nose, man, because it's going to start running and that's just awkward. Children should be seen and not spanked or grounded. <laughs> Talk on it. They're six. What do you think? Okay, if at first you don't succeed. Get new batteries. <laughs> I mean, they haven't ever had anything that didn't use batteries, right? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush is the phrase, right? Bird in the hand, it's going gonna, it's gonna to poop on you. And actually, that's probably better than worth two in a bush when you think about it. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, right? You can lead a horse to water? How do you do that? How, 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 I don't even know. I don't get it. Okay, remember there's six. Better late than never. <laughs> Somebody's been listening to mommy and daddy's conversation. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope you're doing the devotional stuff with this. You take out your phones. I'll, I'll tell you how to do it. It's really, really simple. You can text... Uh, Bible, the word Bible to 62953, and we'll give you all the information. It's a version app. It's got the Bible on it. It's so great because I don't even close the screen. I just double-click the home button every morning, and I, can, and I can go right to the wisdom thing, and there's a little devotional that Casey and, and Jason and, and Chaz and some of our staff wrote, and then there's the scripture in there, and, the, and, and you can do that with us. It's not too late. I mean, it's not like this is a succession of stuff. It's just a bunch of wise saying. Okay, it's basically the book of Proverbs is basically the difference between between wisdom and not wisdom. Okay, 
wisdom and folly is probably how it's translated into your Bibles. The difference between wisdom and, and, and folly. You can either be smart or you can be dumb, okay? It's either you can be wise or here's your sign. You get it? Okay? Here's an example. Proverbs 9, we read this week. Pastor Jason wrote a little devotional about it. It was really good. Wisdom has built her house. She's prepared her meat and mixed her wine. I mean, this is a very old language and a lot of metaphors. She set her table. She sent out her servants and calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple. That's a nice word for not very smart, okay? Let all who are not very smart come to my house, wisdom's house. To those who have no sense, she says, come, eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. That's one choice, okay? The way of insight, the wise way. And it may be hard to admit that we don't know what we're doing and we're simple, but that's, that's a good choice. Folly, on the other hand, stupid, if you will, is an unruly woman. I, I don't write it, I just read it. She is simple and she knows nothing. I don't know why she's She's a she. It's not my problem. She sits at the door of her house, sitting on a seat in the highest point of the city, calling out to those who pass by, let all who are dumb come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, stolen water is sweet. Food eaten in secret is delicious. In other words, following the rules is dumb. Don't, don't follow the rules. I mean, you know, steal the water. You don't need to have your own water. Whatever, whatever you do, you know, food eaten in secret, you know, the, the potato chips I was eating at 10 o'clock last night, it's delicious. Yeah, it is delicious, and don't tell my wife I did that. It's not, it's not good for me, okay? She's saying, don't worry about it. Wisdom is saying, yeah, no, I think worrying about it is a good idea. But little do they know that the dead are there. Where are the dead? They're at, they're at stupid house, okay? They're at folly house. The dead are there. They're, her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. Now, straight up front, I want you to understand, this is not heaven and hell we're talking about. We're going to have communion at the end of this, and praise God, I am saved because of Jesus, and not because I've spent more time in the wise house than I have in the stupid house, because I couldn't say that. The difference is, it's your choice. You can hang out in the wise house, or you can hang out in the, in the dumb house. It's up to you, all right? And, and, the, and the writer of Proverbs, all of the different Proverbs, there's several different writers, they're all saying, don't, don't go to this house because you're going to die. And they're taking a look at our life from the outside, and they're saying, if you go to this house, it's not about heaven. You're, if you go to this house, you don't go to heaven. If you, if you will go to wisdom's house, your life is going to be better. You're going to stop screwing up your own life. Really pretty simple. So Pastor Todd, Pastor Casey, myself, we've been taking it upon ourselves to help you with this because we want you to be wise. We want to be wise. We want to help you. And there's a little ulterior motive because when you mess up your life, you usually come to us, right? And, and sometimes we just feel like this honest preacher. You're making me look bad in front of God, so live over here for crying out loud. But, but listen, honestly, the reason I love hashtag wisdom, what we're doing, and, and the reason I read through Proverbs on a regular basis in my own life is because knowing it and doing it are two different things. And as I've been doing this, even in my own life this summer, um, man, it's been really good for me. And I don't have any like big true confessions of stolen water in my life. I'm just saying that as I read through this, if, if I'll learn it and do it, it's really going to make a lot of sense. And I'm going to end up in a better place.
right? It, it's going to be uh, it's going to be the way of insight. I love that. Okay, so the guy writing most of it is Solomon. Okay, the, the problem is Solomon, and I'll unpack this in two weeks. Solomon doesn't even listen to his own advice. So sometimes knowing it, you know, is not enough. But at least you've got to start. At least us older guys at this point, usually, that's what we're going to talk about today a little bit, is the older guys looking down at, at the younger ones and saying, look, I've been down this road before. You know, it, it, I, it, when two roads diverge in the yellow wood, I know the one less traveled is the one I ought to go on because I've been on the other one and I've got the t-shirt, you know, been there, done that, got the t-shirt and, and, and we want to help, right? And that's what Proverbs is doing, okay? So then if you back up to Proverbs 7, let me just illustrate it for you. This is about sexual temptation, all right? But it, I, I think it's a metaphor for everything. And I love the way that, that the writer unpacks it, Solomon unpacks this in Proverbs 7. He's an older guy looking down at a young man who's walking down this path. And it's, a, and it's a path to temptation. And he's seeing what's going on, and he's like, no, no, don't go there. Don't, don't do that. You don't want to go that direction because it's going to be bad. I was with my grandson last weekend in Nashville. He's 21 months old, and he is a maniac. I had three daughters. I mean, I've never raised a son. I probably was like Charlie, but he's an absolute freak show. He loves to just go outside, rip off all of his clothes, including his diaper, and ride his little scooter car down the driveway as fast as he possibly can. He takes after his grandmother, I think. So we're there. And... and and he's riding around, and I, I'm, I'm, he's got this little scooter car, and I can't push it, you know, with my old back, so I got a, I got a broom handle sticking in the back. I'm pushing him around buck naked, and in the, in the, thankfully, they live in a cul-de-sac. And, and we, we come back around, and he gets off, and he's just running around, and two houses down are new neighbors, and the husband uh, is, is from Eastern Indian descent, and his parents are there. They're just getting out of the car. I don't know if they've ever been there before or not. You know, I don't know anything. But they're, they're Indian. They're, you know, they're very proper. They're dressed all proper. And here comes my grandson. He's, hey, he doesn't talk yet. He's just, you know, he's just a maniac. And he comes running up. And this sweet lady, she bends down. And she kind of picks him up and holds him because he's ready to be held, which is you know, without a diaper and a 21-month-old, it's kind of like holding a bird in your hand, you know. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, and thankfully he didn't do anything on her. And she puts him back down and she said, he looks like Cupid. <laughs> I mean, take a look at Charlie. Think about this. I mean, he really does, doesn't he? He looks like, looks like a little Cupid. Look at that fat gut. He's happy as a clam. But, but one of the things that my, my, my kids have taught Charlie is when he understands well, he just doesn't have the verbal thing going yet. It's all still up in here. But, but when they tell him, Charlie, stop, he stops. I've never seen them say, Charlie, stop, and he didn't stop. You, you, they've trained him to do that, and, and it's usually because, it's usually like right here, Rachel or Ash will say, Charlie, stop. Because they, they don't know, I mean, he knows how to turn around and go down the stairs, but they don't know if he's going to do it or not. He may just launch himself. I mean, we were, we were swimming earlier in the summer, and he learned how to, you know, he does one, two, three, and just jumps into the pool, except he was like this far away from the pool, and he was on a step, and I could see it in his eye, and I saw him go like this, 
And I just launched myself out of the pool, got my arms under him just in time to catch him on the concrete as he launched himself off. So they've trained him. I forgot to say, Charlie, stop, I guess. They've trained him for that. And what I'm saying is the book of Proverbs, and especially this passage that I'm going to read you, it's the older guy, it's the wiser guy, the parent figure, looking down at the kid, and the kid is on this path, and he's saying, Charlie, stop, right? This is it. At the window of my house, I looked out through the lattice, and I saw the simple, right? Not, not as smart as they think yet. I noticed among the young men a youth who lacked judgment. That's, that's what I saw, okay? He's saying, Charlie, stop. Why? He is going down the street near her corner. Ooh. Walking in the direction of her house at twilight. Oh, it's getting dark. As the day was fading and the dark of night is setting in. Okay, you get that? This is not PG. We're seeing it, okay? And again, I, I don't believe this is a true story. This is a metaphor for sexual temptation, but it doesn't have to be about sexual temptation. Just about smart place and dumb place, okay? Her house at twilight. That's where I'm at. That's where he's at. He's there. And she came out to meet him, dressed like a prostitute with crafty intent. She is loud and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. She took a hold of him and kissed him. This is a young man, remember, with a brazen face and said, I have, I got I to gotta read it this way, I have fellowship offerings at home today. I fulfilled my vows. Anybody ever tried that line at a, at a bar? <laughs> hey, baby. I have fellowship offering. Get, get away from me. You, if you understand this, <laughs> what this is when you understand Scripture, and I had to, I had to figure it out myself too. It's, it, she's a part of a religious system in, in Judaism where you go sacrifice something for your sins, and then you go back out, and you know you're going to sin again, and so then you, uh, you, know, you go back and do it again. It was the system that God set up to help people understand how badly we need Jesus. Okay, the Ten Commandments, all that stuff, it's, 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 it's the way to live, it's, it's wisdom, it's the good place, but it's, it's also, the, the, the New Testament says, the reason God gave us that was so that when Jesus came along, we would know how much he's done for us, okay? But she's playing this little game. So what she's saying is, I've dumped out my sin bucket, I've got the payment for the next sin bucket, and I would like to fill up the sin bucket with you. All right? That, that's, that's basically it. It's ridiculous flying in the face of God to think, well, you know, I've, I've you know, gone to confession. I, you know, I've said my prayers. I've done whatever. I know I'm going to sin again, so I might as well do it with you. That's what she's saying. So I came out to meet you, and I looked for you, and I have found you. And he's thinking, oh, I'm so special. I'm one of a kind. She's looking for me. She says, I have covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I've perfumed my bed with myrrh and aloes and cinnamon. Come, let us drink deep of love until morning. Let us enjoy ourselves with love. My husband is not at home. He's gone on a long journey. You, you already start to see, you know, Charlie, stop. Hang on a second. I mean, forget about sexual temptation. In, even in general, she's married. And what is he thinking? Me and Mrs. Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. We got a thing going on. We both know that it's wrong, but it's much too strong to let it go. 
And with persuasive words, I apologize for that, she led him astray. All the young people in here are like, what just happened? Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Sorry, I got you, okay? Wow, last service. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk, and all at once, he followed her. And the wiser older man is going, Charlie, stop. You're getting, you're getting ready to go to a really bad place. And the guy's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to a bad place. And he said, yeah, all at once he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter. No, no, dude, it's not an ox going to the slaughter. I'm like a rock star walking into the club. No, no, wisdom says no, you're not. You're like an ox that's getting ready to get whacked. You're like a deer stepping into a noose until an arrow pierces his liver. Kind of a wimpy way of deer hunting they did back in their day. You're like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. Wait a minute, old guy, you're like my dad up there, man. You're, you're raining on my parade. You just got this all wrong. This is just a date. I don't know why I'm doing Sean Penn from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> this is just a hookup, dude. No, it's not. You know, what is, you know what it is? It's a stupid trap. That's what it is. It may look like fun, but it's a stupid trap, and you're falling right into it. Here's your sign. Then he goes on, he says, now then, my sons, now then, my sons, listen to me and pay attention to what I say. Do not let her, again, I think is a metaphor, do not let your heart turn towards her ways or stray into her paths. Many are the victims she's brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. In other words, I know you think that, you know, you're the only one to walk down this way, and I know that you think that you can walk down this direction and still end up over here, but you're not. You're going to be like an ox. You're going to be, that's going to be slaughtered. You're like a, a deer, like a bird. You, it's, you're going down, man. This is the wrong direction. How can you say that, dude? You're so judgmental. No, not judgmental, predictable. It's the road to the wrong house. That's how it's going to work. And he goes on. Her house is a highway to hell, literally, leading down to the chambers of death. It's a four-lane highway. That's what's going to happen. I already know this. Andy Stanley wrote about this in his book, The Principle of the Path. He said, have you ever been to a good counselor and you get about half your story done and, uh, and the counselor goes, hey, I bet when you did that, you felt this way. And when you did that, this happened. And, and they keep telling your story and you think, man, they're so smart. He said, let me let you in a little secret. I love counselors and I go to counselors, but that counselor's not smart. They've just heard your story a million times. That's what, that's what Solomon is doing from the window. I mean, he's been there. I've heard that story. It's, it's predictable. And you think you're going to beat the odds and you're going to really end up in the right place on the wrong path, but it's not going to work. He said, here's a disconnect list for you, okay? Andy's disconnect list. I want to end up with a great Christian guy who has his life together, but I'm going to go out with anybody who asks me as long as they're good looking. I want to have a family that looks forward to vacations together and is very close but I'm going to work all the time. I want my kids to respect me. This is the house I want to end up in. My kids to be close, my grandchildren to love me, and I want my family to be strong, but I'm going to cheat on their mom. 
It's the disconnect list. I want to go grow old and invest in my grandchildren. I'm going to neglect my health and eat potato chips at 10 o'clock at night. I, I want to lose weight, but yes, I'll have fries with that, right? I want to know God, but every morning I'm going to get up and check my Facebook. I, 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 when I get married, I want to have an incredible sex life. I want the intimate part of our marriage to be great, but I'm going to practice with everybody I meet along the way. I want to have a great relationship with my husband but I'm going to prioritize the kids over my husband. I want to be financially secure, but I'm going to get another credit card. You see where I'm at? I mean, it, just, it sounds so dumb when I run through them like that, but here's what he says. The, the, the important, this is so basic, but the wrong road is never going to take you to the right place. You can drive north as long as you want. You're never going to make it to Florida. And here's what happens. The reason that we are so enamored with this path is because of our heart. It's because of the emotional appeal. That was the case of this kid. He's not thinking about long-term implications. He's not thinking about what happens when her husband finds out. He's not thinking about where is this going to go. He's not thinking about any of those things. That's why, that's why Solomon said, don't let your heart turn towards her ways. Your heart is the part that's important here. Don't let this get turned away. Because if you're listening to that instead of your head, it's not going to work. And for many of us, we're not able to figure this out on our own. That's why the beauty of this passage is that somebody's looking from the outside. And I just want to tell you, that's, that's why I have people in my life that are watching me from the outside. I mean, I know I have a lot of that, but I mean, I have people that I actually listen to that are watching me from accountability partners that are watching me from the outside because sometimes they can see things that I can't. So I got my brother-in-law, we were just together a couple of weeks ago, and they're both in ministry, and we hold each other accountable. And I've got my stinkling group of three other pastors, and I have all these, I mean, we just had another blowout of a, of a major pastor last week in, in the United States, and big church, and, um, you know, isn't there anymore, okay? And, and those things scare me to death, so I got people in my life that are watching out for me. And if they're saying, Tim, stop, I don't always listen to them. Sometimes that's not the, that, that I make my own decisions and I make my own problems. But if I'm smart, I'm going to listen to the people in my life. If this young man was smart, he was going to listen to Solomon. If you're smart, you're going to have people in your life that are willing to make the phone call or the email or, or pull you aside and say, dude, you're drinking too much. Whatever. I, I, I saw your Facebook post about whatever, and I think you're in a dangerous place. You need to have those people in your life. And, and okay, here's, here's what I want you to hear. We have small groups around here, and part of the reason for that, we want everybody to be connected with each other, is so that we can help each other on the path. And I know, you know, a lot of churches are just like, sign up and we'll put you in a small group. We, we will do that if you want us to, but it takes a long time to open up to people that you don't know very well. I love the story of the four guys who decided to start an accountability group together. And the first day they're having breakfast and they're just talking. And one guy says, look, this is killing me. He said, if we're going to be open with each other, I want you to understand I'm, ha I'm having an affair. My wife doesn't know I'm having an affair and it's killing me on the inside. And I need you guys to help me. I need, I need, to, I need to cut it off. And the second guy goes, oh, well, I, did, I didn't know we were going to go that deep that fast, but I got a drug problem. I know I do. My wife keeps telling me I got a drug problem. I got to do something about it. Third guy goes, oh, well, if we're being honest, I've, I got financial issues. I've been embezzling from my company, and I know I'm going to get caught. I'm going to go to jail, and it's going to be terrible. 
Fourth guy goes, oh, well, this is interesting. I have a gossip problem. I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> you, you, don't want, you don't want those kinds of people in your life. But, but if you've got those kind of people around, they're not going to be your accountability. Here's what we're doing, okay? At the movies uh, starts in a few weeks. We're doing it in the month of August. And we're going to do, do a soft launch of small groups out of that. We're going to do more in the fall. But here's what I want to encourage you to do. I, I, don't... Don't like be calling up strangers and saying, hey, come to my small group. Get together with your family. Invite your family, your friends, the people that you already have in your life, and say, hey, we're doing this series. Uh, you ought to come, and then we're going you know, to have dinner on Wednesday night together, or we're going we're to hang out you know, at, at the office uh, uh, Thursday afternoon, or, or go to Starbucks or whatever, and we're going to talk about these questions. Because the problem is you can have good friends in your life, but if all you ever talk about is the baseball season and what's going on in world events, you, you're never going to ask each other the really interesting and hard questions and have accountability. So all you got to do is fill out your next steps card and go to the connection booth on the way out and we will get you signed up. We'll send, everything's digital or you can do it online. Just get together and gather together and get, get connected to each other. And we're also, doing, uh, we're also doing VBS, Vacation Bible School is what that stands for. We haven't done that um, on, during the week time for about three years now because of construction and different things that were going on. It's like a revival around here. Going to have a big Sunday night party on August 7th or 8th, whatever that day is, and, and, and big Sunday night party for you to bring everybody to. And then three nights where we help the kids first through fifth grade, understand wisdom. Because the earlier you learn it, the better. So we could use your help with that along the way. And, and we're going to reveal the rest of the movies next week. I'm just going to give you a little secret since you're, you know, my favorites. Um, the first week, I'm, I'm stoked about it. First week is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you guys. Come on. It's the 30th anniversary of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's the first. I'm not, we're not going to show the movie. We're just going to show clips of the movie, and I'm going to be preaching about them and be talking about, you know, how to fill up your life with the things that you want to, and we're going to have a bunch of fun together. So that's what's getting ready to happen. I just want to encourage you, get in a small group and help us out with VBS because those are going to be really important things. It, it, we're doing it at both campuses, okay, August 8 through 10. Um, here's the reason why. You've got to ask yourself this question. Is the road I'm on going to take me where I ultimately want to be? That's the question for you. I'm talking morally, financially, in your marriage, maybe just practically. I mean, financially, we're not talking about, this is not sin necessarily. I mean, sexual temptation, okay, yeah. But maybe it's just something else, okay? Here, here's what's going on for me. My, my, you know what my Charlie stop is from God and my friends? It's just my calendar. I said, I've said yes to too many things. And, 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 and I'm hearing God and the people around me saying, Charlie, stop. you got, you got to stop. For all of us, this is what summer should be about. Praying this prayer, Lord, teach me to do your will. Or you are my God. May your spirit lead me on level ground. He's trying. we just got to listen, okay? There are probably two groups of people listening to this today, okay? On the internet, wherever you are, probably two groups. One is the group that right now you're like, mm, I, I got it. I know, Charlie, stop. I'm hearing it. I know I need to change some things. I even know what it is. We want to help you. We got people at the prayer tables around the auditorium that will pray with you. Um, if you're watching online, whatever, let us, the, the, the pastoral staff is here for you to walk in and go, hey, uh-oh, okay? We're okay with it. 
because we're all in that category and we want to help you. And it's not going to be easy because the longer you've been going down this path, the, the harder it's going to be to back up and get back on the one that you're supposed to be on. But we can help you and God will help you. The other group are the, those in, in the room who are right now, you're on the hard path, you, you, you know, financially, whatever. You've been walking this path, and it's getting really, really hard. You know, from a temptation standpoint, whatever it is, you're on this path. Here's what I would say to you. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful, not to, 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 be careful to obey from the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, okay? Just stay right on that path so that you will be successful wherever you go. Do you see what I mean? I mean, this is not about heaven or hell. This is not everybody stay on the right path and you get to go to heaven someday. No, it's about, it's about abiding. What, what did he say in Proverbs chapter 9? He said insight. It's about the way of insight. I love that. It's about abiding in wisdom. It's about your life turning out to be in the place that you need to be. And it starts right now, this summer, today, whatever it is, with you confronting the brutal facts. I, one of the things I've been doing this summer is rereading one of my favorite leadership books of all time, Jim Collins' Good to Great. Um, if, you haven't, if you haven't read that, it's a, it's a case study of companies that became great. And I want part for you to always be great. So I'm reading it again. Even though it's a business book, the principles are the same. And one of the things that really hit me is we've got to confront the brutal facts. This is what I'm talking about. When you start with an honest and diligent effort to determine the truth of the situation... The right decisions often become self-evident. And even if they don't become self-evident, one thing is certain. You absolutely cannot make a series of good decisions without first confronting the brutal facts. Oh, it skipped ahead on me. Why did it do that? Go back. There we go. Oh, it's because I made my out underline go the wrong direction, but I want to do the whole thing. You absolutely cannot make a series of good decisions without first confronting the brutal facts. What are the brutal facts in your life? What, what, what is it that's going on? One, one executive said it this way. He said, when you turn a rock over and you see all the squiggly bugs underneath, you have two choices. You can either put the rock back down or you can say, you know what? My job is to turn the rocks over and look at the squiggly things, even if they scare the heck out of you. So here's what I'm doing this summer. I'm asking myself three questions. Why am I doing this really? Why did I say yes to this thing? You know, why, why, why? Number two, if someone in my circumstances came to me for advice, what course of action would I recommend? <laughs> that's the one that's killing me the most because I would tell stupid me to stop doing what stupid me is doing. And I do tell people that. Number three, in light of my past experience and my future hopes and dreams, in other words, where do I want to end up, what is the wise thing to do? I mean, this is tricky for me because when I'm not saying yes to being a drug dealer. I'm saying yes to things about the kingdom of God. I, I, I want to help the kingdom of God. I want to help other churches. But I've got to figure out where do I want to be in the long term. So... If you're young, you ought to listen to this stuff over and over again. And I would encourage you, young or old, read the book of Proverbs over and over again. Read it through every year. And don't look back in judgment about, you know, and, 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 and guilt right now. That's not why. I know it feels this way. I mean, I was just talking to somebody in between services, you know, like, yeah, I was listening to you. And I was like, oh, yeah, whoops. Okay, I get, I get it. Look forward. 
because it's never too late to head towards the right house. Folly is not the Hotel California. You can check out anytime you like, and you can leave. You can go. You can go back over this direction. I think one of the most important verses in Proverbs is this one. The prudent, they see danger, and they take refuge. But the simple keep going, do-do-do-do-do, ox to the slaughter, and they suffer for it. So what's going on? Somebody mentioned something about red flags to me recently. I thought, what do we call it red flags? You have red flags going off? You know why we call it red flags? A red flag is frequently flown by the armed forces to warn the public of live fire exercises in progress or ships carrying munitions. In other words, when you see a red flag, it means something might blow up. I love this picture somebody sent me. I'm a bomb technician. If you see me running, try to keep up. The, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. A wise person is a person who says, I see today and tomorrow as connected, and I'm going to do something about it. The dumb person is the person who says, well, I feel okay about this in my heart. I, I feel like this is going to work out well. I'm going to follow my heart, and they keep going, and where do they end up? Not where they want to be. So we're going to have communion together. We're going to listen to a, a song, and it's a really interesting song to me because the, the, whole, the whole gist of it is, thy will be done. I mean, that's, that's our prayer, right? Thy will be done. I think the important thing is to ask yourself why. Why should thy will be done? Because you're God and I'm not, and I'm supposed to make you happy. Now, thy will be done because you are smarter than me. We're going to pass the trays, um, two cups inside of each one of the holes, to take them both out and hold them for a moment, and uh, we will commune together in unison all together. We love to do this together, and you don't have to be from Parkview. If you're a believer, you're welcome. They're going to pass those while we listen, and let's pray. Lord, um, we come to you, and we do admit that you are Lord. I mean, sometimes we say that flippantly. The Lord means in charge, and you are in charge, and, and we understand that, but this is not about hierarchy. This is about brains. This is about wisdom. This is about you're looking down out of the window, and you didn't make these mistakes. It's better. You know how life is supposed to go. When you told us not to commit adultery, it was not because you were trying to kill our fun. It's because you know that as a pastor, I've never, ever had anybody come up to me and say, hey, I committed adultery. It was the best decision I ever made in my life. It's, it's because when, when they made that decision, or when we make the decision to lie or, or to steal or to whatever, we usually end up falling off the place where you were saying, Charlie, stop. And it hurts. And sometimes it hurts a lot of other people. So we pray for your will to be done. And even as we do that, as we hold these cups in our hands, we are so blessed to realize that no matter how many times we fall off and hurt ourselves, no matter how many times we don't listen to you, no matter how many bad decisions we make or the cumulative effect of those bad decisions, that you gave your son so that he, we could be freed from those sins. And that we're saved by grace, not works, because if we were saved by being wise, then we could boast.
That's what the Bible tells us. And I boast in nothing except you, your blood, and the cross. That's all I can boast in. So, Lord, we pray this prayer together. Would you pray it with me? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.